What follows is a podcast of the 35th Anniversary Celebration Banquet Program with your host, Don Smith, founder and lead teacher for Bridge to Life Ministries. The event took place at Bella Maria's Restaurant and Event Center in Norton Shores, Michigan, on Friday night, April the 13th, 2018. If we're going to celebrate 35 years, that means we need to go back and how we begin and uh, so I, I'm going to try and give a condensed uh, story here. But uh, Beck and I moved to Michigan with three little kids in 1979. And uh, uh, some of you know the organization Gospel Films. And I was hired on there. And um, we just wanted to serve God in some way. We weren't quite sure what that all looked like. But... Uh, there was a, um, a reason God called us here, and there was a particular couple that uh, God was drawing us to, and that was Dan and Jody Spire. And so um, they took and um, um, Jody was working in the, uh, as a receptionist there, and one day she just said, you know what, uh, our, our office, our office, uh, our marriage is in deep trouble, and I want a divorce, and Dan isn't handling it very well. And uh, do you think you could talk with Dan? And so um, I didn't know what to say to Dan, but I said I, I would talk with him. And uh, with that, um, their marriage did end up in divorce, and uh, but God continued to work. And so I would like to have Dan and Jody come up here and just uh, share for a moment just what God has done to you guys, and uh, I, I think uh, we went to great expense to fly them in to this tonight. Yeah, my arms are tired. You know, I'd, I'd like to just take a moment just to share uh, kind of what God did through you and how God has used you since. I, I noticed my wife was quite a knock <laughs> go, to, go to get the mic. She still is. She was actually. Uh, get my mic. See, Tammy, I have changed. Okay. No. She yeah, still Tam, has her hair. Tammy said we have changed since uh, they first met us when they were little kids. Apparently, we looked really old then, too. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Jody and I had our struggles. And we met Don and Becky when they moved to Muskegon in the first days when I met them. And uh, uh, through all of our troubles, we separated several times. And uh, we actually got divorced. And five months later, Don married us again. <laughs> he did the ceremony. <laughs> yeah, he's not, I wouldn't marry him for It was through their hard work and struggles. I mean, they... You know, they had what four kids at that time five. when we were we're all five of them, and uh, they they were struggling with uh, the loss of a job at Gospel Film, and right at the same time we were having our major problems, and uh, you know they Don and I spent a lot of hours at Russ's and Denny's talking, and uh, Jody spent a lot of time with. Becky 
they sent her up to uh, Luddy, huh? Pentwater, to a cottage up there to stay all alone by herself, which she definitely afraid of the dark and being alone. <laughs> no curtains, no nothing. And she had a coming to God moment, <laughs> I guess you'd say. No, I had God showing me what love yeah. is really all about. So, and she got back and she called me up in the middle of the night and I said, I want to get some sleep. I said, I, I'll meet you. So we did. And it's now 52 years. We hardly ever fight. I mean, we don't use pots and pans anymore. That's about it. But I am so happy that Bridge to Life has had the success it's had. And it's all God's hand that's doing it. And many people that are listening to God doing what they're what he's telling them to do. And uh, that's just fantastic. Uh, we've grown a lot closer over the years and uh, gotten more involved in our church down in Tennessee that we were at. And we miss them terrible, but uh, we've been uh, just so thankful for all the things that Rich to Life has meant and, and uh, done all around the world, like uh, Gus was saying. And uh, so I'm just thankful for that. Where have we been? Um, it, it, I can see God's hand from the time Don moved to Muskegon, worked at Gospel Films where I worked at the time. I can see God's hands <clears throat> through it all, every step of the way. And uh, we have counseled couples down in Tennessee, health classes for the Heart and Soul program. And I've counseled a few ladies um, alone. And the one thing for me that sticks out is that life is not found in the world out there at all. It's found in Jesus Christ. That's the only only place to go. And women and men deceive themselves in thinking that what's out there is going to satisfy them. It might satisfy them for a moment, but there's a whole lot of guilt and shame that comes with that satisfaction. So, um, yes, we're very thankful for Bridge to Life. We're thankful for our friendship with Donna Becky, which has been from day one they moved here. And uh, we uh, are getting more involved with them since we came home. Thank you. Thank you. So Dan and Jody um, got married. And then uh, their Jody's sister needed help with her marriage. And then um, a neighbor across the street, and then, so pretty soon we were working with five different marriages, one each night of the week, plus I had a full-time job, and uh, we had five kids, uh, or fifth on the way, and uh, it's like, we got to start a little class and put all these people together, and we did, and that began to grow to 18, 30, 40, and in the early part of 83, we had uh, something like 45 different uh, marriage situations we were dealing with. And so in uh, February of 83, we made a fleece to the Lord and just said, um, uh, you know, do we do this full time or not? 
And one of the people that was very instrumental in uh, helping, Jody, I saw you, right there. Uh, Jody Kuhn and her husband, Dick, were very close friends, went to church, and Dick said, um, why don't you start a ministry working with marriages? And I said, well, um, you know, I don't know what to do, and no one would hire me, and he said, well, start a ministry. And so that's planted the seeds, and uh, we put a fleece out to the Lord, and in 30 days, either significantly increase or decrease the amount of people we're working with. We went from 45 to about 65, and so I resigned my job, and by faith, we started Bridge to Life. And um, those early days weren't easy. Uh, we talked to friends and churches and said, would you support us in this ministry? And uh, I say this to Becky's credit, not to embarrass her, but those, as we struggled, Becky would say, go get a real job. And, uh, but somehow I felt like, but this is where God wants us. I took uh, a day just to go and fast and pray down by Lake Michigan, and the board said they would support me in whatever I decided, but I said, I, I just don't have peace to quit the ministry of Bridge to Life. And so uh, we continued, and it's just been amazing to me what God has chosen to do with those few uh, little things that he brought together. I, I will say one thing in, Dan, in reference to Dan and Jody. Their situation was very unique. Yes, they went through divorce, ended up getting back together. But what God taught them, which has established kind of the framework of rich life, we never give up on a marriage. Uh, even if it goes through divorce, it doesn't mean that God stops working. Uh, a piece of paper doesn't stop God. And so God kept working. And second is through that situation, Dan came to accept Christ as a savior, and we look at Bridge to Life as a means to share Jesus Christ with people, where normally they wouldn't be uh, open to listening, and when they're hitting bottom, they're searching for answers. And of course, God is the only answer. So we make it our goal to share Christ with everyone who goes through the doors of Bridge to Life. And one more thing. We have uh, named, uh, if you've been to our new building, uh, we've named the uh, conference center, uh, Aspira Conference Center, in honor of them. And uh, one is because they're the first ones, but you know what? There's a lot of marriages we work with, and after a few years they kind of fall apart, or something happens, or they just kind of exist. And Dan and Jody have continued to grow and use their lives in marriage to help others to this very day. And to me, that's a huge testament that we want to honor. So, with that, thank you, Dan and Jody. I want to just show to you real quick some of the things that happened. Uh, this was, we, we were attending Church of the Open Door uh, on Wood Street at that time, and there was a little, it was called the Greenhouse because it was painted green, uh, and this picture's been painted white, but um, I just talked with someone this evening, and they said they drove by there and it's been demolished, Aww. and I, it's a historical site, you know, I, I, can't, I can't believe it. Um, so it's not there anymore, but I'm glad it got to see it. Smith Street. Yeah. So, yeah, it was providential that way, too. So uh, the, the rooms were very small. We crowded people into there. I, I still look back and can't believe how we, what we did with what we had. And then from there, um, we moved to the Waterfront Center. This is after it was remodeled and part of it destroyed. 
But um, so we were there for a few years, and then in uh, what was it, '94, uh, we purchased this building in North Muskegon. And man, that was a huge thing to have our own building, have all this space, and uh, we've been paying rent, and so man. Uh, we raised money for that, and uh, a lot of you were a part of that. And uh, so, uh, but we realized in 2010 that the ministry was growing, and the question was asked, if, if something happens to Don and Becky, really they're thinking of me, but uh, <laughs> if something happens to me, I die or whatever, Will the ministry continue? Do we want the ministry to continue? Or should it just die when I die? And uh, it was the conviction of all of us that God is doing something amazing through this ministry. We want it to continue. And so at that point, the board began to say, let's look at buying a building for the future growth of the ministry. And uh, so we did. And in 2010, we purchased... Uh, this building right here, it's on uh, Van Wagner Road, right off of night, uh, 31. And uh, I don't have time to give you the whole story behind it, but simply this is, is that it was in November, we found the building, Randy Klingle was here, Randy, where are you? I saw you, right, way in the back, okay. Randy introduced it to me, and uh, and I forget the price exactly. I think it was listed three something originally, and, and it was being turned over to the bank, and they were two ten or something. And, and our board had set a limit of one hundred and fifty thousand. And so um, Randy said, "You know, you could make a bid on it." And so we did one hundred and fifty. They turned it down, but they countered one hundred. I think it was eighty five. And uh, like, oh, they're willing to even lose money. Uh, on the building that they owed the bank 210 for. But the deal was, is it had to be purchased by the end of the year. And this was about a week before Thanksgiving, I think. Like, how do you raise 165000 in five, six weeks? And as you recall, we put a plea, please out to many of you. And, and God miraculously, through a combination of things, okay, I'll, I'll tell you this. We went, I, so I go for the signing on the last day of the, of the year. And I said, but you know what? I don't have all the money because people are still giving year-end gifts. And anyhow, I'm even receiving gifts today and it takes a few days for it to clear. So, you know, and, and so could I have a few days to get the money all together that is being given? And so they said, yeah, we'll sign the papers on the last day of the year. And then uh, you have 10 days to get it all in. Okay. Now, Randy knows this, but um, I signed the papers 3 o'clock that afternoon, and we didn't have all the money committed. I called the board and said, did we sign or not? And a lot of money had been coming in, but we were short. Oh, um, I want to say something like 25000 or so. And um, there was one... Uh, business I talked to, they said they were going to give, and they, they, they didn't call to say the money was there. And uh, Becky is saying, do you think you ought to call a couple of different ones you've talked to? And I said, you know what, I, I feel like I've done my part. 
I've shared the need. It, God is the one who has to do the work now. And uh, so I sign the papers, get done, finish with that. And I say to Randy, I said, you know, we don't have all the money yet. He says, I'm glad you didn't say anything at the signing. <laughs> and, uh, and so I thought, but here's what we prayed, that all the money would come in that day. So is my faith not working or what? Six o'clock came. The secretary uh, from that uh, business called me and said, I was supposed to call you earlier today and I forgot. But we're going to commit 5000 to your project. Praise the Lord. It's like, okay, but we're still short 20. Um, someone, another couple called, called Becky and said, uh, you know, um, we gave some money, but we were going to give some money toward the sale of our old building. In other words, some loan money, and when we sell the building, our old building, we exchange it. And they said, we were thinking about giving 15000 and do you uh, uh, still need it? And Becky said, yeah, we still need it. And, uh, and she said, well, how much do you need? And we said, 20. And she talked to her husband and said, we'll do the 20. At 8 o'clock that night, we had 100% of it. We, we bought the building. It's a, uh, it was just a shell of a building. And that meant now we got to design the inside of it and pay for that. And our commitment was not to build any more than what we had money for. So many of, it, of you saw us over and over again saying, okay, we need some more money. But we built what we had. And uh, by um, uh, 2012, we had all the money, and we finished it and moved in. And uh, it, it was just God. So we, here's my point. We don't owe a penny on anything. And uh, that's, we want to be honoring to God that God's the one who's doing it. Um, I don't think this is the best picture, but uh, this is our main conference, the Spira Conference Center. And, uh, you know, we hold a lot of meetings and training and events in there. So the, the ministry was growing, and we realized we want this ministry to expand. And uh, so what do we do? So some of you may not be too clear on that. We offer counseling, and we offer uh, classes, marriage classes. And what we're probably best known for is our 12-week class, The Heart and Soul of a Real Marriage. And basically, when a couple comes to us, we say, yeah, we'd love to help you, but we also want you to take the marriage classes with your counseling. And, well, we just want some counseling. We're really not interested in classes and such. And our point is, but you don't tell your doctor how to treat you. Why would you tell us how to treat you? And so, uh, so basically, um, we have a lot of couples that go through that. And uh, God has miraculously worked. Uh, over the years, and I'll share more results of that in a moment here. Another thing we have been doing for 25 years uh, is our couples get away at the shack. And we have around 50 to 55 couples who come up there. And so if any of you are interested in that, it's the first weekend after Labor Day. And uh, the folks at the shack, if any of you have been up there, um, they're, they're just terrific, terrific uh, believers and very supportive of our ministry. Um, so what has 20 or 35 years done? Uh, I, I, to the best of my ability, here's some of the results. Uh, it's our purpose to share Christ. And um, we figure this is, includes those who are teaching our course. Okay? 
So we have other people teaching it, which you'll see. But probably around 1,470 people have made spiritual decisions. Either to accept Christ or I've fallen away from the Lord and, and I wasn't sure of my relationship with Christ and want to have assurance of salvation. Counseling sessions, somewhere around 27, 28,000. And around 10,000 have attended our 12-week course. Um, different marriage courses, okay? And so um, a lot has taken place during that time. And we, we praise God for it. But really what I want to do tonight is I want... I just remembered something. <laughs> I left something in my car. Andres. Chad, could you? I think I'm faster. There's a little black box. In, um, it's either in the front seat or the back seat. Thanks, Andres. Um, so, um, but, but here's what I want to do. I want to talk about where are we going in the future tonight. Because that's what I'm excited about. And but before I do, hopefully Andres is fast like he says he is. Um, but I, I want to give a special thanks to a very special person. Uh, some of you know Bob Rosencrantz. If you either took classes from us, he and his wife uh, Lou were the host and hostess of uh, our class and the Greek people. And um, uh, they went overboard. Um, they, they provided the refreshments. When we had training, uh, they would provide the food for three days as we had couples coming for training and, and just cared for these people. Uh, Bob, um, if you read in our newsletter, he, would, he and his wife would stop by every week and see if we need anything, changing light bulbs, fixing chairs, and anything else that needed it. And uh, he passed away here uh, just recently, February, right? Um, and uh, Bob is the one on the right. Don't, uh, don't take that look on his face too seriously. Uh, he's a big teddy bear, but he likes to, to look tough, and he isn't. So, but uh, this was, uh, but Bob died of cancer uh, here. Thank you, Andres. Um, and uh, he's dearly missed, and he's met a huge... Uh, left a huge hole in our hearts and in the ministry. And Lou, if you would be so kind to stand up. Yeah, sorry. Lou. So um, it was such a joy to see Lou. And uh, Tuesday, Tuesday night we started our new classes and she showed up and still wants to be a part of the ministry. And uh, no pressure, of course, you know. But, uh, but it was so nice to see your face. But uh, we just want to honor Bob, his life. There's another individual I want to honor uh, before we move on. And uh, Terry Hulse, would you come up here, please? I know you don't know about this. I don't think you do. So, it looks like you need a chiropractor. <laughs> he and I both went when we go out to lunch we went up to the place be careful coming up but come on up. Yeah, 
Um, so this is uh, Terry Hall, and uh, I met Terry for the first time probably a year or two after we started Bridge Life, right, 83, 84? And uh, his marriage uh, was having difficulties at that point. And, uh, but out of that, Terry became a dear friend. And, uh, and we've remained friends. He's served on the board several times over the years on and off. And, uh, but whether he's on the board or not, he still invests in the ministry. And uh, he, he's, uh, he, he's fantastic at strategy and planning and uh, coaching. And so he and I meet on a regular basis, and he kind of helps me stay on track. And so uh, tonight, I just wanted to thank Terry for your friendship, but also the investment. And if, if I could tell all the story, um, years ago, he uh, helped the ministry several times tremendously to, to help us. And uh, we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that, I believe. So thank you, Terry. It has been quite a journey, and I've really enjoyed uh, working with Don, and I'm really excited even for the future. Uh, we've done some pretty good uh, planning for strategy, and the new materials that Don is working on uh, is great, uh, you know, for the marriages, but then not only for classrooms, but also for uh, small groups in homes and churches. And that's our new strategy is to multiply, not just with having a special class, but also have uh, it for s small groups and homes. And uh, so I challenge everybody to stay connected in the ministry. That's how I stayed connected is, as I, you know, I had the privilege of teaching classes. I've gone through this class numerous times and still going through it. And so it's great. And... Uh, Thank you. So, um, Terry, I found this in the trash. And I <laughs> <laughs> what it is, is we had this made, and uh, let me just read it to you. Terry Hulse, and quoting the verse from Proverbs 29:18, it's etched in here, where there is no vision, the people perish. Thank you for your many years of advancing the kingdom of God. April 13, 19. Or 2018. <laughs> so thank you very much. You can have the box that comes in. It, it's ten dollars. <laughs> so good. Uh, so really appreciate that. So having said that, I wanted to introduce to you uh, our counselors. We have three counselors besides myself, and uh, just because uh, I can't do it all, and we're thankful. We have a terrific team of counselors. Uh, Dottie, where are you? Oh, way in the back. Okay. Uh, Dottie Caldwell is uh, our women's ministry director and uh, also does counseling, and she leads our group, um, uh, Women's Healing Journey. And uh, is a terrific, and what that is, it's for uh, wives whose husbands struggle with sexual issues and such and helps them heal with that and she uh, she loves those women purely so thank you Dottie for your your commitment and uh, Jeff Olson is another one Jeff isn't here tonight he had to be away from the conference 
He works for a radio Bible class, now our daily bread. But he counsels for us for many years, and just a gifted counselor, writer, and I appreciate Jeff. And then uh, our newest member to the team is uh, Doug Morehead. And Doug, if you want to just stand. Uh, but anyhow, we're glad to have Doug on board and uh, to have him help on the counseling team here. So anyhow, that's kind of what we have at the moment. You know what? Uh, I have to say one more thing. Um, Lou, um, we remembered Bob. But there's two other women here tonight that are special, and I uh, thought of this earlier this afternoon, but one of them is probably one of the luckiest women you'll ever find, Linda Wood. Uh, if I gambled, I'd take you to the casino with me, okay? <laughs> Already, and I've been, uh, I'll get in line. Um, but uh, Linda volunteers in the office um, and helps Becky. Uh, but I want to say her husband Bob, who passed away just over a year ago, um, uh, you know, uh, he he was our maintenance man for our place up north, and without complaining, he would always just, "What do you need done?" fixing the roof, and fixing this and that, and uh, a dear man of God, and uh, I just want to thank you, Linda, for your faithfulness in ministry also. And there's one more person that's dear to us, and Kathy Bromley, where are you? Right there. Uh, Kathy, uh, Kathy and her husband, Paul, who passed away about a year and a half ago, um, uh, they were dear, dear friends of ours in Ludington, and uh, they have helped the ministry in some very special ways. And uh, I just, you know, you women are dear to our hearts, um, and uh, I just want to honor you guys and, and remember you. So thank you for coming tonight. So, um, you know, I, I want you to meet a couple. Um, Rick and Shelley, if you guys want to come up someplace here. Um, Rick and Shelley um, have a story, and we don't have time for their full story. I told them they're limited to five minutes, and then I'm supposed to cough, and then that means they're done. Uh, but, uh, so, uh, Rick and Shelley came to us a few years ago, and go ahead and grab the mics. And uh, they, they were really struggling, and uh, God has worked tremendously in their lives, and uh, not only that, but God is using them now. And so I, I just wanted to have you hear one couple that God has really worked in. So, Thank you, Don. Um, Rick and I came to Bridge to Life. It's been nine years now. Um, when we came in and first met Don, we were very broken. I had asked Rick for a divorce. Um, we had been married at that point for eight years, and it was... It was a very difficult marriage. Um, when I came into the marriage, I had this idea of just being the perfect wife. I had watched my parents go through a divorce, and that was not something that I wanted. So I worked with everything that I had to try to be that perfect wife, and I never quite accomplished that. I just felt like nothing I did was good enough. Um, he was angry with me most of the time, and I just couldn't do it anymore. So. 
friend of ours had mentioned Bridge to Life and said that we really needed to try that. And when I refused, the excuse was, well, you need to tell your kids you did something before you give up. So. The reason, am I? Yeah. The reason that I was, I was angry. I was very angry. When we're raised as children, what we don't sometimes understand is that we're preparing a child for adulthood. But what I saw as a child was nothing that I ever want my children to see or be raised or, or uh, the way I was uh, taught or treated could only set me up for failure completely. And I, uh, she was trying to be the perfect wife. I was trying to mold the perfect wife. My mom died when I was a year old, and uh, my dad was abusive. And every man in the household was abusive. Through my family, I saw some very bad things. And that set me up for failure. Yeah, it absolutely did. And so when she says she was through, I said, well, wait a minute. There's got to be counseling or something. She said, no, I, I offered counseling. She was through. It was too late. So when we started with Bridge Life, I walked into Don's office that first day, and I sat there thinking, how many sessions do I got to get through to be done? And uh, Don told us, well, we're going to do this 12-week class. And I thought, 12 weeks? Huh. So it really didn't take very long before I became engaged and interested in kind of what I was learning about myself. It's totally different than anything I'd ever experienced before. Um, looking at your past and how your childhood affects basically everything that you do as an adult. And it was, I think the hardest part for me was seeing my idea of being a perfect wife. I just never had the opportunity to let my husband see who I was. And just the wounds from my childhood told me that I was not good enough, that nobody was gonna love me, and that I couldn't do anything. And through the classes, through the counseling, everything that we went through, I started to kind of get this picture of who God sees, and it wasn't who I saw. And as I began to see myself that way, I also began to see my husband that way. Instead of the man that I'd been married to for eight years who just hurt me repeatedly, I started to see the boy who was hurt repeatedly. And that was the only way that he knew how to connect. Um, learning that, going through that, putting our marriage back together has inspired Rick and I tremendously. We just have such a passion for marriages. Working with people who have been hurt, hurting couples, it's, it's where we were meant to be. Um, Great. She's she finally found a voice. She does well with it. Uh, it wasn't always that way, though. Um, and, and I thought that I knew God because I went to church. And I did not find God until I absolutely needed Him. And it was Bridge to Life Ministries that was the way for me because it was a promise of, from God, but it was a, it was a lot of hope that they offered and. Sometimes all we've got is hope, and if you have hope and God on your side, man, 
you can go far. You can go far. And we, are, we have just begun. This ministry has been a huge blessing to us, and we want to be a blessing back to Bridge to Life Ministries. So this is God's story, and we just want to tell it in hopes that we can give someone else hope and reach out further and further and further and, and, and allow people to realize marriage is a marriage. These are vows that are meant to be. They're not meant to be thrown away. They don't teach us this in school. And uh, I wish they did. I do wish they did. I know a lot of, a lot of my friends have struggled. And uh, let's not kid anyone. We all struggle. But it's a lot easier when we know our spouse, when we know their, who they truly are, when we know their hearts. And uh, Bridge to Life Ministries has shown us how to know one another, love one another well. And now they've asked us to be on the board. We have taught the classes. We're teaching it in our church. And we just, we want everyone to know that there's hope that there is direction. So, um, thank you Rick and Shelley for uh, sharing and uh, they've been a huge part in starting to invest in other marriages, which is what we're about, multiplying, okay? So, speaking of multiplying, uh, one of the things that about, um, oh, eight years ago, we made the decision that it wasn't just Bridge to Life in West Michigan that, uh, you know, people come here, get a little help, and that's fine. But we made a commitment that we would take the resources that God has given us over the years and multiply those by training others to do marriage ministry. And so um, we offer a three-day training for churches uh, to come, for couples to come and get training to use our, our uh, Heart and Soul for Real Marriage course. And uh, so here's, here's one that uh, we had not too long ago that uh, came in for three days and went through training. And we have another one coming up in May. It looks like we have about seven couples coming for that. And so, uh, but tonight we have something special. And that is um, two of the couples, and one of the couples is in this picture. But the first couple I want to uh, call is uh, Dan and Deb uh, Quisenberry. And where are you guys at? I saw you right over here. You guys could come on up, please. They're from Lansing. And uh, they're just going to share with you why they have a passion for marriages and how Bridge Life uh, has been a resource for them and what God is doing, which is just amazing. And I thought it was worth sharing with you. So you can grab the mics here and Hello, we're Deb and Dan Quisenberry, and like Don said, we're from the Lansing area, and um, we have had the privilege of knowing Don and Becky almost four years now, and working with Rich to Life Ministries, and um, before I share, just real briefly, there's so much I wish I could share tonight, because God is doing amazing things, and um, we're excited to be a part of it. Um, but Don and Becky, we want to thank you and celebrate these 35 years of uh, Bridge to Life Ministries and for your commitment, your obedience to God, 
and just to see what um, he has done in marriages, many, many marriages, and we're one of them. So thank you. Um, <clears throat> the, I'm trying to think where to begin, but the heart and soul of a real marriage has been birthed out of this ministry, and it has had a huge impact on our life, and it has transformed our marriage through the power of Christ. And when uh, we were married 37 years ago, um, we were both Christians. We were raised in Christian homes. Um, we had very similar backgrounds, and we thought, we got this marriage thing, no problem. And then we got married. <laughs> and um, we were kind of surprised of our struggles. And, um, you know, marriage, it wasn't bad but it wasn't great, and it wasn't as good as we knew God intended it to be. And so we were kind of on this quest of searching for good Christian marriage materials, found some good books, went to a few conferences, and they were good, and they were helpful, but we knew there was still something more. And um, about four years ago, I was we were at um, my cousin's daughter's wedding, and God led us to Bridge to Life Ministries, through that wedding. And um, so we contacted Don, we went to training, and we went home really excited. It was like we have found what we know God wants us to use. Not only for our own marriage, but God gave us a, a heart for other marriages as well. And so seven months after we took the training, um, we were like, okay, we're just gonna do this. We were kind of scared, but excited. And we started our first class, and it was received really well. Uh, the couples loved the material. Um, not only were they challenged in their marriage, but they wanted more of God. And, and that was what was really exciting as well. Um, so God was repairing marriages, and he was also drawing the individuals closer to himself. And so we have been teaching um, a class ever since and we're on our seventh class right now. And the exciting thing is, um, God has brought two couples to the marriage class that don't attend our church. Um, we have a mentor couple right now that we're training so that they can teach in the future. Um, we were, well, we've started a small group because the uh, couples who've taken the class, they want more. And uh, we went to Loving Well training, and so we're excited we can we can start to use that as well. We're just excited. God is just doing amazing things, not only in our own marriage, because um, he has transformed us. And, um, oh yes, and um, God gave us another opportunity. Uh, we were asked to speak at our statewide church uh, conference in March um, regarding heart and soul, and we're working with four churches in Michigan right now to help them get heart and soul in their church. So we're just excited what God is doing. We're, we don't know what else is gonna be happening, but we're open to it and we're very excited. And again, thank you, Don and Becky, for uh, your sacrifice, all that you've done. So thank you. We decided we wanted both to testify a little bit about what this is, because it has meant a lot. Um, I accepted Christ when I was a sophomore in high school, and as Debbie just shared, we were committed Christians. We 
had been modeled well uh, how to minister and how to be involved. Uh, we taught uh, youth and did youth ministry for 25 years and served in leadership, and I had a men's ministry, and Debbie was serving. But I got to tell you, I got very frustrated. How can the church, all of us, offer hope to a world when our own marriages are reflective of the world? They were failing. And you could see that in every place we ministered, and I had, we had no answers. How, did you, how can you offer a hope to a wounded world when we can't do it ourselves? It's the very covenant that God uses to illustrate his relationship with the church. We needed to find something to address that, and that's what Debbie was describing. Um, we certainly are thankful for Don and Becky, and obviously uh, here tonight, um, many of you for making this continue, because it's nice to stand here as a 60-year-old and feel like you're part of some of the new generation. <laughs> um, but that's what I feel like, so thank you for all of you, because they have applied everything that's being told. It's the bringing of God's resurrection and repentance and hope and healing with some really practical marriage strategies. Of all the things we've done through ministry through decades, who in the world comes and sits through 12 weeks of difficult classes? But they do. And they'll come and repeat it a second 12 times. And then they'll want more. God does that, right? We don't do that. It's not what we're doing. But it is life-changing, it is redemptive. Dan and Jody, it is fun to be here in your presence tonight. We tell your story regularly as a challenge and as hope. And we've seen our own Dan and Jody stories quickly. Uh, a single woman came and she was like, well, a married couple, but the, the woman was like, I'm, I'm, we're done. She left and she said, we just take the class. It doesn't matter if he comes or not yet. Just come. And I kept in touch with him because he had left the church. I wanted to know we didn't forget about him. Halfway through the 12 weeks, he starts showing up. And they're working on it. It was just like, God, how, 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 how rich is that? It's a risky thing for people to participate. It's a risky thing to teach. Uh, I think God is teaching us that to love and to serve is to put yourself at risk. So the couples that come are, are risking a lot, but we've learned from Don and Becky's example that too, we don't want to make that any scarier than it needs to be. So we talk about our stories, our wounds, but to be vulnerable and to, to, to just lay it out in front of people so that God can use it as a lesson is a rich, rich blessing. So we are thankful for each and every one of you that have helped make this ministry possible, for Don and Becky for being obedient because it is bringing God's healing and his repentance and his resurrection to people through their marriages. And it is evangelistic and it is discipling and uh, we're excited about being part of the future. Thank you, Dan and Deb. Uh, this is what it's about. It is couple's lives being touched and they want to multiply that and help others. There's another couple we have uh, here this evening and uh, Tom and Ruth Ann Robinson, uh, if you guys want to make your way up here. Uh, they're from Ann Arbor and uh, are you going to come up with them? I'll have her stand. 
And, uh, uh, you know, Tom will share what God has been doing, but it's been amazing. If you know Ann Arbor, that's a challenging city. And I think you'll make reference to that. But I want you to hear what God's doing. So uh, we thought I was going to be the one sharing, not a team, because we normally do, do do it as a team. Um, we actually wrote this together. So <laughs> you're hearing from both of us, really, tonight. Um, my wife and I, we've been doing uh, marriage ministry at our church for the past six years. Um, the first um, 20 years, I was a youth pastor and saw the need. we saw the need and decided to switch into marriage and family, um, which was not easy for me, an easy decision. We, we looked at a variety of marriage materials as we started this ministry. The Knox gave me four months sabbatical to, to switch from youth um, and families to marriage and family, and we looked at a ton of material. We found um, that heart and soul was so different than a lot of the material we saw. It really dealt with the heart of things, not just the surface like many marriage material does. It's not a list of do's and don'ts, but focuses on letting God give you your value, significance, and security. We've been offering the classes on Wednesday nights and on Sunday mornings with people um, that even from three other churches that have been coming in attendance, not just from our church, but from other churches. We now have four other couples that have come through the classes who now co-teach with us. That's been thrilling to see that. The response to the classes has been absolutely overwhelming. I want to illustrate it by some testimonies. This was shared by a husband of 40 years of marriage. Having attended two heart and soul sessions, I can say it has dramatically enhanced our marriage. The transparency of the many couples who lead the weekly sessions, the scriptural insights, and the personal demonstrations on reflective listening and long-term versus short-term perspectives between wives and husbands has provided the understanding and tools to expand and improve our communication. We are planning to attend the next Heart and Soul, our third. It is worth to continue to learn more about our spouse and grow together. This was shared by a husband who had been married 25 years. Kim and I have three children in college, so we rarely had moments to devote our full attention to each other. The Heart and Soul Study helps us to reinvest and focus on our commitment to each other. I began to look forward to those days when we met and soon found out that this just wasn't an other marriage study. The class opened dialogue for my wife and I to discuss many deep and under the surface topics that would not have been brought up otherwise. I learned a tremendous amount about myself and how to deal with my own issues. I grew up in a non-Christian and laconic home, so talking isn't one of my strengths. The uniqueness of this study creates a safe place to learn about yourself and not critique your spouse or be criticized by your spouse. We had a good marriage, but after heart and soul, we now have a great marriage, and that is very true. We have also taken a little liberty, and I told Don this, with the class. We not only call it the heart and soul of a real marriage, but we also put a slash there, relationships, and have encouraged singles to attend. We have had between 30 and 35 singles attend the class so far. Here's a testimony from one of the women that attended. I was so blessed by the course 
in particular as a single person navigating professional social relationships and seeking a relationship with a marriageable partner, I believe God has really worked on my foundational relationship, which is my relationship with Him. Throughout the course, He has taught me to seek affirmation from Him only. The class presented a new worldview when it comes to um, true Christ-centered relationships, particularly with regards to marriage. I'm a product of a liberal, progressive, feminist environment where worldly narratives of marriage being something that can be negotiated has dominated my thinking in this. But learning about God's true design of his desire for marriage and my role as a female as he intended really freed me to seek and desire and have a renewed perspective on how I should be praying for my future spouse if, there, if that is in God's will. In essence, I feel like I have a healthy and a more focused sense of God's heart for marriage and how I can be actively waiting and prayerfully considering this wonderful ministry of being married. Those have happened over and over again as we've seen all these single people coming. It has thrilled our hearts. Ruth and I are also very excited about being asked by a past participant couple who are missionaries, they were on furlough, they took our class, they have asked us to take heart and soul to their mission compound in Burundi, Africa, which we are going to be doing. We praise God. For how it's used to strengthen um, marriages in our own marriage, um, and marriages and relationships in our church, and even in our community. And, for, and we are very excited for what he's going to be doing in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much. So God is using couples around the United States. Um, I, I, I meant to get an exact count, but I know we're over 50 churches across the U.S. who've gone through the training and are actively using our program. My point is, you folks are the ones that's making that possible. And I just want to thank you, and, it's, and they're a testimony for that. With that, not only do we have ministry in the U.S., but also, we have um, overseas ministry. Some of you are familiar with that. Our first ministry was in the Czech Republic. Um, in 1990, I made my first trip to Czech, which, which was in Czechoslovakia, and uh, met um, this couple, uh, Pavel and Jolka Raus. And um, from he would do my translating for teaching and counseling, and he said, uh, Don, I could do what you're doing. And it's like, well, that's kind of arrogant. And, uh, but he said, what he was really saying is, I want to do what you're doing. And uh, he says, how can I do that? And the result of that was, is that uh, I said, well, let me teach you. So I taught him our material, but over there, having a degree is huge. You just uh, here we just like okay, why don't you train and help somebody? And, and you need some sort of credentials. This kind of mentality. And so uh, we raised the money um, to send Powell Rouse to Wheaton Seminary, and he got a, a theology and a counseling degree, master's degree. Uh, at the same time, and when he graduated, Becky and I went down there for his graduation, they announced that he is the first person who ever accomplished a 
two masters in that short of time. Wow. And a, it's not as English was his first language. And so uh, just a very committed, gifted man. They're doing uh, marriage, family ministry, and working with pastors in the Czech Republic. Uh, next Wednesday, I'm leaving for the Czech Republic, and uh, we'll be going over there to uh, continue some training and do uh, some marriage work. There's another couple that is part of their team, and that's Pavel and Danka and uh, Makoski, and um, they are do, uh, used to do a campus crusade, and now are full-time in doing marriage ministry, so I'll be spend a lot of time with them. But having said that, uh, we have one more place. There, there are um, a number of countries that we have worked with. Uh, Poland, uh, Brazil, uh, gone to both of those places. And we've had others that we've had impact where we trained and they've gone back to their countries. But I'm sharing the ones that we really have like full-time ministry couples as a result of Bridge to Life. And another one is in Guatemala. As you know, our son and his family are missionaries there. And uh, through that connection, um, we have been down there, I think it's four times, to train couples, uh, uh, pastors and such, to do marriage ministry. And uh, there's one couple that officially represent Bridge to Life there and do training and follow up with the ones that we've trained. And so, um, the third country that we're involved in is uh, India. And uh, in um, 2009, a couple came to Michigan from India on their own money to get training. And uh, there's a conference that I would attend to represent Bridge to Life. And each year, this pastor from India would come and say, come to our country, we need help. And I said, one, it's a way far away, it's expensive. And I don't understand, you know, I, I just can't quite picture that. And after two years of that, third year, I said, if you would send a couple to us to be trained, we'll do that. And he said, I know the couple to do that. And with that, I want to introduce to you tonight James and Annie. If you guys would come on up. Hey, we didn't fly you all in just to eat. <laughs> so... So, um, uh, I want to, so I probably should let you sit down there, but don't go back. Uh, I have a video I want to show of their work there. God has, is, not has, but is doing some fantastic things in India. And I want you to get uh, a testimony to what God is doing through them and in India. And so what happened was in 2010, uh, Tom Van Heine and myself went to India to help them get started and do training, and they've continued it since. And uh, so just so you know, uh, here's India, and Bangalore is right here, and they're straight west of this, right on the coastline. It's called Mangalore, and that's where they're from. And so um, I'm going to play the video. If you want to sit and, and rest a minute, uh, feel free to. And uh, I hope it, this worked earlier, so I'm praying it works now. So as you can see, since 2009, what God has done. And I want them just to take a moment just to share a couple of things that 
God is doing and some of the challenges they're facing. And um, it, we've already talked about this. Um, if it's difficult for you to understand uh, James in particular, not embarrassing him, but I said, do I have the permission to translate for you into English? Um, so I may just help. Praise the Lord. In India, we used to say to greet all the Christians, first of all, praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm James, and uh, this is my only one, wife, Annie. We are from uh, India, especially the South India. You know, the significance of South India is uh, Apostle Thomas came to South India, AD 52. So, Christianity started long back, but we never grows in our country. But now we are here by the grace of God. So I was working with the campus school for 25 years as a student counselor and a church founder and a media director. Then I saw many, many young people, they were suffering. And I was actually uh, thinking of what happened to these young people who are studying in the campus. Then I learned that they have a lot of problems in the homes. Then I was thinking of myself. I was born and brought up in a Roman Catholic family. My family was involved in dealing Afghani business, dealing alcohol business. I joined there as an alcohol taster, you know test the alcohol before selling to people. Later, I became addicted to this alcohol. Then I, I have seen that a lot of people are uh, depressed condition. They're totally upset in their life. Then I find no meaning in my life. I live among the communists, Hindus, Muslims, and very less number of Christians. Then I thought that there is no meaning in the life. Why should we people leave? One day I saw that a young man was uh, served in a corner and uh, preaching. He was sharing something from Matthew chapter 20, 16 verse 26. If a man will know all the world and loses his soul, what's the profit for him? The first time I, I listened about the value of a soul. Then I learned that it is from Bible. Nobody teaches me Bible. Then I asked my mom, Mom, there is any Bible is here? She said that there is a word Bible is here. Nobody used so far. Then I started to read the Bible. And after two months time, I learned that Jesus is more than a man. And moreover, I find myself as a sinner. Then I know that who Jesus is. Then that leads me to accept Jesus as my special Savior and Lord in the year of 1983, October 2nd. Then I told my brothers, I can't continue with this business. I want to stop it. Moreover, you also should stop it. Because I find value in, in Jesus, I find value in Bible. They told me, better to leave this business, better you should leave this place. 
We don't want you anymore in this place also. I was in big trouble. That time one young man came to meet me and he told me that I am from an organization called Campus Crusade. You just come and attend our three days of campaign. While preacher was preaching in the campaign, he challenged young people to join the full-time ministry. People are perishing without Christ. Then I raised my hand and I dedicated my life for Jesus Christ. So I served, with, uh, served as a campus uh, minister for 15 years. Then they promoted me as a media director and uh, church planner. I saw the Spirit of God is moving in the villages. I saw the power of the Jesus Spirit. I saw many churches are planting there by, because of God's Spirit is working. We were able to plant 376 churches. 1,500 people are worshipping God. Then I saw that one. Then again I had a big burden about how to reach families. You know, Indian families are struggling. Yet you have a one-wife system, but in India, mostly they have several wives, several children of home situation. Hindus also can marry any number of people. So they are looking at us say that, why you Christians are only one wife? Is it enough? This is the way they are dealing with the others. So, what I decided to reach my people, then I asked many of my friends, do you know any family counseling ministry? I want a training. Then finally one person, he is a converter from Hinduism to Christianity, he told me that. I know one ministry, not a big ministry, but a fine ministry. He will speak to heart and he will speak to soul. Then I learned that heart and soul, what I have, I must attend that. So we decided to uh, participate in this meeting. I contacted Reverend Joe Don and Don told me, after one year conversation, I decided to participate in this meeting. That time I was a staff of campus school. I attended that meeting and I went back to India and I told my people, this is an excellent program. If you permit me, I can work with campus school said. They said, no, no, you can start in your own way. That's the that's uh, advice I got it. Anyway, we are very good friends with the campus school said. Still, I am doing campus ministry also. I'm helping youths. But uh, that training transformed me a lot. Really, Don's teaching touches my heart and my soul. So we went back and passionately reaching the family, but we were afraid. I know my capacity. You know, I don't know how to speak English properly. <laughs> because I, I, I am dealing with the five language people. Sometimes I'm confused, which language I speak in. <laughs> because I worked in Tamil Nadu. People are only speaking Tamil. Kannada people, they are speaking only in Kannada. I'm a Malayali. I'm speaking Malayalam and Hindi. So all five languages are coming one by one. But by God's grace, I am doing my ministry. And uh, now, we established ministry because of the tone and the team came there. And they trained some people. They have 
showed me these are the people will work with you. I am grateful to Tohol because I am so much afraid. How can I train people? I can't do it. But uh, he trained good number of people there, and after that we slowly moved to rest of the city. Now we have uh, ministry in 16 cities. Many cities are waiting for us. So we have to uh, face many challenges in India. Many, many challenges. You know that the Hindu party is ruling there. They are running behind each Christian ministry to stop their activities. So you need to pray. And also I am personally thankful to many of you. you are, I know that you are praying for us and supporting us. And continue to pray for us and stand with us so that uh, we can reach out India for Christ. Thank you so much for that. Um, I, I just want to, as they're sitting down, say a word. Uh, it is difficult to evangelize in India. Uh, you may think that um, it's, it's easy, but it isn't because 80-some percent are Hindu. And they rule, as uh, James just said, that they're passing laws now that uh, non-denominational um, Christian ministries cannot start now in India. They're trying to shut that down. Uh, James has been arrested for preaching, um, and uh, it's difficult. And uh, but what's beautiful is this: working with families and marriages opens up the door to share Christ. And God is using Bridge to Life and our program to to reach, as you've seen, many people. And um, the other thing that He's doing that you saw at the end of the video is uh, he has a, a weekly TV program, 30 minutes long. He does two of them, one on a Christian TV station and one on a non-Christian TV station. And um, they're able to reach people they never would otherwise, the Muslims and Hindu, uh, that uh, would never step in or even greet them because it, they would get in trouble but they can watch the TV program and get truths taught. And so my point is, is God is using them mightily in India, and uh, we're just thankful for uh, God putting the pieces together to bring them. And what I'm saying to you, folks, I hope tonight you get a picture that God is working a lot more than just on Ben Wagner Road. Um, there, there, there's just exciting things happening, and, and uh, you're a part of that, whether you realize it or not. But um, things are multiplying, and, and we want to advance the kingdom of God. And so, having said that, um, I, I want to just move on to a, a point here. Uh, where are we going from here? Uh, uh, I skipped a thing someplace. Anyhow, where, where are we going? Um, some of you have asked, um, how's my health, okay? Uh, I died last week. <laughs> no, I'm still kicking. Um, I like the verse in Acts 13, 36. It says, when David had served God, uh, his generation, uh, he fell asleep. And uh, I, I just want to say, as you know, there's been several opportunities for the Lord to take me, and he hasn't. And uh, he's not finished. 
And I'm very passionate about completing some things before the Lord takes me. Um, I'm a procrastinator, and I, I remember the one little saying where I'm so behind I'll never uh, die, you know, and like i got a lot to do yet. And uh, what I'm passionate about is writing some material to help work through uh, couples go deeper into issues. We have the heart and soul of a real marriage. Uh, we just recently have completed the new program called uh, uh, The Heart and Soul of Loving Well. And that uh, course is for small group where it's a leader couple and three couples where they work through their story and how that, that affects their marriage relationship. And uh, both Robinsons and uh, Quisenberries have gone through that, Rick and Shelley and some other couples. And we're excited about what God is beginning to do with that. And there's one more program that uh, we're just in the infant stage, and that is the heart and soul of the marriage in light of eternity. And here's what that's about is I believe that God wants to work in our own hearts, that God is sufficient for all our needs and healing that needs to take place, and then we, we can begin to repair our marriage, take it deeper. Second is the small groups are to help us learn how our story affects us and how can we minister and help each other heal where we need to go. But God isn't finished with us at that point. I don't believe God's purpose is just for us to sit back and say, oh, I'm happy now, which most couples say we're not happy, and that's why we want a divorce. I think one of the biggest dangers in, in our churches today is not divorce, but couples who are together who are very unhappy and just existing. And Satan doesn't, you don't have to get a divorce. You're already bound to nothing. And what God wants to do is, is bring us to life and and, and meet our needs that can only be met in Him that somehow energizes us to love in a way we never have before because we know God's love. And then the result of that is, how does God want to use our marriage? And so my passion is to take and say, how can we use our marriages, once God has done the healing and such, to advance the kingdom of God? And so that's a new project. There's several projects. I, I don't have time to go to, into them. But here's what I'm saying is, we need your prayer, your support, as we continue to develop things that are practical, that are helpful, to help couples go deeper and see healing. In light of that, um, our goal this next year, or uh, between now and 2005, trying to realistically put together where do we want God to take this ministry. And that is, uh, I think it's very realistic that by 2025, we can train another 200 churches. And I think that's conservative. I, I don't like to make figures that are not realistic. Also, I think we can probably, I'm, I'm just praying that God would open up doors for 10 more countries. Um, two years ago, Beck and I were invited to Prague uh, in the Czech Republic to work with ABWE churches, uh, the, the mission organization. They brought in 21 missionaries from Eastern Europe to uh, for us to train and take through this program and for them to take back and have translated into their languages and to use them. My point is God is multiplying this. And so um, how are we going to get there? Um, can I just say um, I love what I'm doing. I'm 67, soon to be 68. 
And even if I retired, I would want to volunteer doing what I'm doing. But I like the money too, so I'm not going to do it for free. Okay? But um, you know what? Um, I, I want to continue what I'm doing, but I also realize we want the ministry to prepare for the next generation. And so the board has been working uh, very carefully and strategically as to what will the future leadership of Bridge to Life look like. Now, we haven't chosen anybody. Uh, we haven't uh, necessarily found uh, the, the person, but uh, we're looking. And I would cover your prayers as a board as we look for who can take the ministry forward from here. Uh, we don't want the ministry to end. God is doing some mighty things. My position, if you want to know where I'm at, if God sustains me, is that uh, I would like to kind of step back over transition time and uh, do more writing, more training, some of the things I feel like I'm more gifted at. And uh, that's what we're praying for. So if you want to join us, um, that uh, God will take and lead this ministry forward. can't do it without you. And um, uh, I, I want to do one more thing here uh, in the end. And that is, how can you be a part of this? Um, there's a form on your tables there. If you just grab it for a moment. I know we've got to wrap up here, but here, here's what it is. I tried to put, just realistically, some things that I think you could be a part of. So here's what I'm passionate about. I don't want your money tonight. Even though we call this a fundraiser, I'll be greatly disappointed if no one gives tonight. But my point is, I want you to give because God's doing something, not just to give to give money. And uh, if you feel like, hey, we want to be a part of what God is doing and is going to be doing in the future, um, we would love to have you join us in that. But here are some of the needs quickly. One is, uh, if you just say, hey, we want to give a special gift. Uh, about um, probably 60%, 65% of our income is monthly people who commit to giving each month. And uh, the rest comes from uh, people who just give a special gift here or there. My point is, we would love to have more people giving on a monthly basis. But God touches people's lives, their hearts to give. Um, Next one there says a special gift to help bridge the life's building, new building. Remember, I said that uh, we paid, we bought the building, have it finished, but we only built as much as we had money for. There's a third of the building that isn't done, and we said we're not in a rush to use it, but we believe in the next two years, year to two years, we will need all of the building, and uh, because of some of the growth and some of the changes we're working on. And we want to finish that building. Uh, I would like to see it finished this year. And uh, we need about $40,000 to finish that part of the building, which isn't too bad. And so if you're touched, I, I believe God could raise up one person just to write a check for $40,000 and complete that. But uh, I want to just lay that out there. If God touches you to be a part of that. Second is, I talked about we want to bring on a, a, a new leadership, someone to replace me. Uh, as we find that person, we believe that 
it's important for us to have a financial base for that person to get started to help raise their support and whatever they, whatever they do with counseling. And so the board has established setting up a fund to help underwrite some of their salary for that first year. And they've set an amount of 35000 If you would like to help us and give toward that um, to, to uh, supplement uh, some of the income to help them get started, uh, we want to start building that now, not when we are ready to find the person. Uh, also, um, if you've been around Bridge Life very long, you know we do matching gifts once or twice a year. Summertime's a great time because summer giving is down, usually year-end. Uh, there's a lady uh, that talked to Becky here just last fall. She says, when are you going to do another matching gift because I'm saving money for uh, your next matching gift? And it was over $300. I'll just give it now. She said, no, I wanted to count for the matching gift. And uh, she did. But, uh, but here's the deal. There's some of you that could give some of that matching money. And there's some of you here that I call and say, could you help us with five or $10,000 so we can make a matching gift possible? What's amazing to me is God always covers the matching gifts. Second is when we do a matching gift, there's usually somewhere between 30, 35, 40 new people that give that normally don't give all year. And it's like, that motivates them to give. And I, I think it's huge to take advantage of that. So if, if, here's what I would like to see. I would like some of you to say, hey, Don, when you need a matching gift, give me a call. And if I can, I, I would like to take and provide a matching gift. If I can't, I'll tell you, and no hurt feelings. But, but I, I think there's some of you who said, I'd like my gift to be multiplied. And please let us know. There, there's... Um, one, uh, two more things for Bridge Life here, and that is um, we want to put our uh, program on the internet. And we need to get uh, a couple cameras and such. I put on here 10,000, but since I wrote this, I found out we don't need that much. It's closer to 5,000. But um, to get everything set up to do this. And so my point is, if you would like to see us be able to get our message out uh, we want to do that. The last one is, Dave, you are you here? There you are. Okay. So, I, Becky and I went out to eat the other day, and uh, he said, did you get a check from Facebook yet? And I said, what? And he says, well, it was my birthday, and on there, I don't know, for those of you who use Facebook, I know a lot of people are dropping it right now, but, uh, but they have the option on there, give a gift to this nonprofit organization. And that's what he did. And he pulled out his phone and pulled it up. And it said that, what, $650 yeah. uh, is going to be given to Bridge Life people who said, here's a birthday present on to honor Dave for Bridge Life. Now, can you imagine if a lot of us did that on Facebook, what that could do? And so, can I just say, give it a try. I'd love to... Uh, I'd love to see Facebook support us. Um, so, here's the last thing. You heard the story from Dave, or, uh, James and Annie. Um, the board has sat down with them last night. We spent time with them, praying for them, just 
in the full report and said, here's, here's the bottom line. Their expenses to do their ministry in India, living expenses and ministry expenses is a total of 1500 a month. That's not very much for what they're doing. And uh, here's, here's, it's hard to raise money in India. I've been there, I've seen it, and uh, here's why. Because most pastors in the churches there, they have a job besides running their church. Because the income for Indian churches are, is small. And they don't want someone like Rich Life India coming in and taking money from that pastor. So they are not open to supporting Rich Life or even letting them share their need. They have to do it individually. Second, um, Oh, it's hard. So they put on training. And it, it basically costs about $50 a person to train, right? And um, when they do this three-day training, you know what they charge the people for coming for the training? $15. In other words, they go in the hole, pay out of their own pocket the difference. Because they do it in, in a place, rent it, and provide the food for three days and all the stuff. And um, why it's difficult to get the people to pay us this is because other organizations offer it free. Right now, Billy Graham Association, I, I think it's one of the most fantastic ministries that God has used, but right now, Billy Graham Association is coming in with uh, speakers and uh, doing evangelistic work there. They provide it all free. And what the Indian people say, Billy Graham's association offered free, why don't you do it? Because, because it's out of their pocket. They resent they have to pay $15. And so that means that we have to, we've made a commitment as a board to help support them raise money for them. And here's what's happening. Remember I said it's $1,500 a month is their ministry and personal needs. The money that we have raised so far to support them is $610. And I would like to see us be able to support them the full $1,500. Now, once in a while, there's one or two, three individuals that will give an extra special gift, and sometimes they get more. But for last month, they got $610. And um, I, I, you know what? I, I believe the future of Bridge Life is in India because of what God is doing there. So here's a, some needs you can think and pray about it. But they have, they use our notebook. They print it exactly like we have here. And it's, uh, it's um, they want to translate it into five other languages. And you know how much it costs to translate the whole workbook into another language? $250. And uh, if you would like to pay, say, I want to translate the workbook into a language, for $250, you can do it, which will reach a whole new tribe that they haven't been able to reach. Number two, remember, James is doing a TV program. Twice a week, half-hour program, here's the deal. You know how much it costs to do that for one month? $162, which is nothing. And you're reaching a group that isn't being ministered because they secretly watch it on TV in their home. And last... James has set up 
they have chapters in 16, and they're working on their 17th one right now, it's in the process. And what's happening there is um, it costs $1,529 for a training to set up a chapter in a city, doing all the training that's required. My point is, if you're passionate about, I want to make a difference, here's a fantastic way to do that. So as we end tonight, I, I, I just want to say, if you want to give a gift tonight and generously support what God is doing to further the kingdom, one marriage at a time, uh, we, we deeply appreciate that. But what I also want to say is that we couldn't be here and accomplish what we have without you. And I just want to say, from the bottom of my heart and Becky's, thank you. I'm just shocked after 35 years, people that have come around us. And it's only been God that's done that, that's touched people's lives to do that. And so if, if God touches your heart, uh, we'd love to have you help us move forward. With that, I want to end on two acknowledgments, and we'll close in prayer. One is, there's a special couple here tonight that uh, I want to acknowledge because they've been a part of Bridge Life in the past. Uh, they're good friends of ours, and it's Gary and Lisa Hine. Would you guys just sign, stand up? They used to be with Bridge Life in the late 80s, early 90s. They're on staff at Blyfield Hills Baptist Church in Rockford. And uh, uh, But anyhow, thanks for coming tonight. And there's one last one. I would like the Smith kids and wife to come up with you. Are they all here? Did I'm Grace No, he's here. Oh, he's here. Come up. <laughs> just you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, in, in closing, uh, you, kids. Kids. I thought he said the kids. I mean, you're still a kid. I mean, I'm doing. I'm 22 now. Debbie's good, aren't I? I just want to. Yeah, thanks. I, um, I I want to just say something. Yeah, 35 years. God has done a lot, but there's been a dear family that. Uh, has stood behind us. And uh, I just want to say, uh, this is our kids. Um, uh, Tanya's on her way up here. <laughs> just the most so, important for last. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, most important. <laughs> so this is uh, oldest, youngest, Tanya, Chad, Tammy, Josh and Christy. <laughs> and, and, and our baby, uh, Andres. And so this is our family. But what I want to say is uh, our family has sacrificed a lot for this ministry to serve people. If we had to do over again, I neglected my family at times for the sake of helping others. And uh, I wish I could change some of those things. But they've been faithful. They've loved the Lord in spite of that. And, uh, you know, um, they've been supportive of Becky and I in ways that uh, I would not expect them to because of what they had to go through. And so tonight, 35 years, I just want to publicly thank you kids for just being fantastic kids. So with them up here, we'll just close in prayer, okay?
Our Heavenly Father, and thank you for your goodness to us. Uh, you've been faithful. And uh, it, it's all about sharing your hope, who you are with people who are hurting and wounded and need Christ. And I thank you how you've used the ministry to make a difference and to bring hope and healing in ways, not just relationally, but eternally. And thank you for the people that are here tonight and others that aren't here that have made a difference to make that possible. And so we give you thanks, we give you all the glory, and uh, we love you and we look forward to what you have in the future for us. But Lord, we're totally dependent on you. And so we leave here uh, praising you, but also give everyone safety going home tonight. I know the weather is probably not the best, and we just ask that uh, everyone get home safely. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for coming tonight. We love you much. If you would like to support the ministry of Bridge to Life, Bridge to Life Ministries address is 17194 Van Wagoner Road, that's V-A-N-W-A-G-O-N-E-R Road, Spring Lake, Michigan, 49456. Their phone number is 616-846-1051. Or you can donate online at bridgetolifeministries.org.